there's just times where I feel like it's worth it because then the times where it pays off. You guys are open to like feedback, giving me feedback, whether it's about friends or sports and stuff like that. And like, you guys are open to my opinion, even if it's not what you guys think is best for me. Welcome to the Uncommon Freedom Show. Our purpose is to equip and inspire you to reach your potential, maximize your impact, and live a great life while you make the world a better place. I'm Becca. And I'm Dylan. Hi, Dylan. So today we're chatting with our youngest son, Dylan, who is 12 and a half. He is an avid basketball and football player, athlete, uh, loves to hang out with friends, enjoys video games when allowed, and is a rock star mathematician, although he doesn't love math. Correct? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Dylan was the youngest in our family, or Dylan, you were the youngest in our family until we adopted Evie a couple years ago. So you've always grown up as the third of three boys or the youngest of three boys. Yeah. It's not funny. <laughs> tell me why. Um, let's let's riff on that for a second. Tell me what tell me why you don't think that that's enjoyable to be the youngest of three boys. Um, because, well, like, I can get, uh, like, I don't know, I guess I'm the one that gets picked on a lot, <clears throat> and, uh, I don't always get the best examples, stuff like that, but there's also advantages, too, so. Okay. Yeah. I agree. Let's talk about the advantages. What are the advantages of being the third son? Um, well, like, for instance, you guys talk, <clears throat> you guys talk to me about this all the time, but, like, um, like, I get more experience in older, when I'm playing, like, my brothers in basketball, because, like. Yeah, and it, like, challenges me more, like, our game on last Thursday, was it? Where we played, like, an eighth-grade team, and we almost won. So I think that paid off because I played pretty well that game. Awesome. So, yep, you're having to have grit, tenacity. Um, yep. What are your uh, favorite things about being a big brother to Evie? Um, I get to play with her, and I feel like I'm not the youngest anymore, which I don't know why, but I just feel like that's a good thing for me. Sure. Um. Yeah, I get to play with her a lot, and she's usually open to doing stuff with me, especially, like, swimming. and. She um, thinks you're pretty fun, too, right? Yeah. It's always nice when people like us and think that we're cool and we hang the moon, which is kind of how she sees you most of the time. Yeah. What's the downside of adding a little sister? Um. Well, this is not about Evie personally, but maybe just, you know, having... Uh, someone come into the family, especially when you were seven. Yeah. So you grew, you know, you grew up being the youngest and then your birth order got bumped. Yeah. Well, um, I think there's higher expectations of like, including me and my brothers, like what we say around her, um, and how we act too. So true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? Any challenges that have, that you can remember or think of right now? Um, well, I guess another thing is like, depending on what she say and does at school and stuff that can all oftentimes reflect on off what we teach her because we, me and Carson and Austin aren't exactly the best examples for a five-year-old right now. At, at different times, correct? Yeah. Yeah, and there's times we are. I would say the advantages are, you know, she learned to talk quickly and her language is developed because she had so many people around her communicating with her all the time. And then now yeah. we're working on the quality of what she talks about and all of those things. So um, one of my main Request as a parent is try not to teach her things. We have to unteach her, correct? Yeah. Remember hearing us say that? Okay. Mm -hmm. um, all right. So you've got both dad and I as your parents. Lucky you. Um, I don't know about that one. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Uh, we kind of expect that. So tell us, um, tell us some of the, let's start with the positives and then we'll, then you can 
start firing away. So what are some of the advantages of growing up in our particular home uh, that you can think of right now at the age of 12 and a half? Advantages? Like, yes. What do you, maybe, maybe a better way to ask the question is, your voice is changing. This is the, this is a problem here. My throat hurts. Okay. What, um, what do you enjoy about growing up in our home? Maybe that's a better way to ask it. Um, well, um, unlike a lot of the other people in America, I'm not fat. Okay. Octavia. Although there's times where it's like annoying because you guys are like, you guys should like slow down on your sugar and stuff. Um, I think that that's an advantage because there's like, uh, that there's just times where I feel like it's worth it because then the times where it pays off. Mm -hmm. Um, and you guys are usually, uh, you guys, I don't know. I guess the way to put it is you guys are open to like feedback, giving me feedback, whether it's about friends or sports and stuff like that. And like, you guys are open to my opinion, even if it's not what you guys think is best for me. And I like that. Um, and you guys are all like you, like I said, like open like friends and hanging out a lot because um, Carson and Austin are often gone hanging out with friends like that. So, yeah. Okay. And then oh, and you want to um, add? Yep. And that I usually get a little more privileges than Carson and Austin did at this age, just because, like for instance, um, we went to the Bahamas and I was like eleven or ten or eleven when they're going at thirteen and fourteen. 14, yes, 15. that's sibling drift one direction exactly. So then, um, so I want you to think not just because of what dad and I do, but just, you know, who we are as parents and the environment that you're raised in, any other things that, you know, you're grateful for or enjoy as far as just having, and again, it doesn't need to be a long list. I'm not trying to prop us up, but I want you to think outside of what we do for our career and more just like having us as parents. Cause I know what's coming next is what would you like to change or improve on? So anything else that you are grateful for or that you think is helpful to your life about being parented by us? Um, well, I did like the level up event. I think that was a really good, um, that was a really good moment. Cause it kind of showed me, like I said in my speech, how I might like, there's times where I'm going to regret saying this, but like it showed me like how I appreciate my parents and like why they do stuff, even if I hate it like a lot. Um, but I think another good thing that I like about you guys is like, um, you're there to like kind of, you, your dad's there to entertain us when it comes to sports and stuff. And then you're there to just like talk with us. You're there to give us feedback. Um, and I think that one of my favorite things about you is, uh, you're always like, you're always there and like you bring up, I think I like how you bring up, like, you're always talking about like, is this best for like, God's plan and stuff. You're always talking to us about our relationship with Christ and stuff like that, which I think will like really help us in the future. And dad too, but dad's more of that physical guy and stuff, which I like. He'll, he'll pick you up in the pool and throw you somewhere. <laughs> yeah, for sure. At least for a little bit longer until you get <laughs> as big as your brothers and then you're going to have to start picking dad up. So, um, okay. That totally, I, I think, you know, the advantage of having both parents, which not every kid gets to have is that you have, you know, both a mom and a dad people who are male and female, which is helpful, right? Because we were created differently and we have different personalities, different strengths, things like that. So um, you're already incredibly blessed just to be able to grow up with both a mom and a dad that are present in the home. Would you agree? Yeah. Um, and I told you this yesterday, but I saw that video about the um, congresswoman or whatever, where she was talking about, I, at first she was like, uh, like our, 
like our biggest regards to like the families. And I thought she was talking about the like the families that lost their child, but then I found out it was to like the trans community. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking like, well, because especially like that's just so, so surprising because that's also around the time of Easter where it's more like giving your thanks to God. And I feel like that was just so um like. It was just, like, so confusing because I don't know why you would... I mean, I understand, but, like, I just... I feel so bad for those families because, like, if I had to watch that, I would be in a lot of anger at that moment. I agree. And I think this is a good topic because you're kind of a mature person in this area. So let's go there for a second. Um, so for you, you're seeing it through your 12-and-a-half-year-old eyes and you you see the injustice of people being murdered and then the person who did the murdering... Getting... Their, being, their side of things, so to speak, being pitied. Yeah. Um, yeah. Most, many, if not most Americans feel the same way as you. It's hard to tell from the news and social media and things like that. But I would have to say more people than not agree with your perspective that we should be mourning the innocent children and the innocent teachers that were just going to work and going to school that day. And it's disgusting. I mean, I'll just say it. It's plain old disgusting. The support that the trans community has gotten from anyone really. Um, and it doesn't really matter that that was the type of person that chose to do it. It's whoever makes, whoever does the murder, like either way, uh, there should not have been that support and there should have been a lot more compassion, but it it shows the evil in our world, doesn't it? Yeah. And I was, I don't care if it was a trans person or if it was just a guy who's not, whose place isn't like life isn't in the right place. But I think that the worst part is that not only did they like give credit or give pity to the girl who got shot because, police officers were just pretty much the self-defense for that school. Yep. But then they also gave it out to like the whole community, which I think uh, is just agreed. not right. Yep, Dylan. You know what? If the rest of our world was as smart as you and as in tune with the, you know, the spirit, I think uh, we'd be in a much better place. And we are concerned about the world that you're growing up in. I'll just tell you something as a mom, you know, um, I used to be like, Lord, why are you having us raise our kids in this age? And, and now I just keep being confirmed by other people who've shared this thought with me and, Um, you know, just the Holy spirit that I was created to be 46 years old right now, sitting across from you while you're 12 and a half in 2023, God did not make any mistakes or errors. Um, you know, he foresaw what was coming and we need good people like you to grow up in this world and lead our country in a better way. And I know that you're understanding that at this age that like, it's important for you to know your values, to have those values be sticky and have them be your own. And so, you know, we're raising you in a Christian home to love Jesus, but you get to choose, right? Just like your siblings. And we want you to fall in love with Jesus because he's your Lord and your savior. And we want you to live for him because of his sacrifice. And because we believe it's the best way to live our lives, the most purpose filled. And when we're talking about, you know, creating impact in the world, it's, uh, it's a powerful tool to have the Holy spirit within you when you want to do those kinds of things. Okay, so let's get down to the nitty-gritty here as we do our last few minutes in the segment. Um, Dylan, what are the hardest things about growing up in our home with Dad and I as parents? Uh, just unplugged, Dylan unplugged. Tell us your thoughts. Be real. Okay, let's see what I can take advantage of here. How um, much time do I have, Mom? <laughs> <laughs> you got 30 seconds. Go. Just kidding. Oh, crap. Um. So I think, Um. well, I was thinking saying this, but honestly, I see why you guys limit our sugar. So I can't say that, but I think one thing is screens because I, you know, that's one of my favorite things besides sports is like playing video games, watching TV. But lately I see why, because there's all this stuff going on, whether it's inappropriate or it's politics on Instagram and stuff like this. And 
Just to be clear, I, Dylan doesn't have Instagram, but yeah, you've seen I'm things just on there. Yeah. And I understand why, but I think that's one thing I would enjoy more is screen time. Um, and I think, um, well, there's not a lot. Um, come on, Dylan, this isn't true. I guess, I guess most of the challenges we have with each other are over screen time. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe more free, free time, a little more like free time on my phone or something like that. Yeah. Cause we're, we're always asking for accountability and limiting you. Correct. Yeah. Um, okay. And I think a little more like choices when it comes to sports because like I like it I like basketball with club and team but I thought that like at the be- when you guys told me that when we f- just finished my club team and now we're already starting the second season along with bas- with school basketball that definitely did irritate me but I I honestly understand why I mean it's not that hard because I, I, I like the games like this week for school we have three games plus I have a game tomorrow so that's not that bad it's pretty fun <laughs> you get things done quickly you're like um. Speedy Gonzalez, or I don't know, like a better modern example, but you're like really fast at doing everything in your life. You get up like 20 minutes before you need to walk out the door for school. Not literally, but pretty close to that. You're dressed as you're walking out of your door. You're like the epitome of efficiency, which is what makes me love you the most out of all of our children. Just kidding. But I do relate to you the most because you're very efficient. And um, sometimes your speed, you know, gets in your way, wouldn't you say? Talking, for sure. Talking Talking and maybe doing some of your work with not the highest quality, even though you're capable of it. Um, But you're really fast at a lot of things. And so therefore you end up with a lot of free time. And so far you haven't been overburdened with homework. And so some of it for dad and I is to keep you busy so that you're doing productive things with your time. And uh, as you get older in your teenage years, it's going to be sports, school, work, and friends are going to kind of take out most of your time. So, all right, what are you most excited about going into your teenage years in the next couple of years? Um, driving, even though that's in like four years. Uh, I think just high school, because although it's like a lot more homework and stuff, which I do not like, I think that um, it'll be more fun because I'll kind of get to see what it's like. I've seen movies and stuff where it's like high school, but I've always wanted to see what it's like. So, um, yeah, I'm excited for high school. But um I think another thing is uh, like high school sports because that'll kind of give me mm. an opportunity because if I'm starting at freshman in Carson or Austin at junior or senior or something like that and I'm having to play them, that, that, that that's probably more difficult than right now where I'm just playing them in basketball where then they'll be like really good and I'll also be, oh, I'll be good, but not compared to them, I'll be like decent. So, yep. Um, sports, um, but I think driving, I'm excited too, because Grandpa was like letting me drive his Ranger around. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's the most I've gotten to driving so far. Well, I'm excited for you uh, to play high school sports as well, because you are a very fun athlete to watch because you put it all on the court, all in the field. You're always hustling um, and you're really working on being coachable and managing the emotional side of sports, right? Since you're such an intense Player, uh, as a side note, uh, everyone knows when Dylan's watching the Suns games or listening to them in his room because he has these conversations with himself as if he's talking to the players, yelling at them through the radio or through the phone. Um, You know, I can only imagine if you were on the sidelines and coaching the team, you'd be beat (laughs) red and probably sweating profusely. So uh, you take you take your sports very seriously and you know a lot of facts about sports. Hmm. So. All right. In closing, Dylan, any words, last words of wisdom for anyone who listens to this podcast, who wants to reach their potential and maximize their impact from your perspective, being just a mere, but also an incredible 12 and a half years old. Um, well, for starters, um, don't 
make choices that like you know you won't regret. Like I was talking with my um teacher, um, we were talk because I go to a Christian school, and I was talking about how there's sins that aren't always right, but they're for a good reason. But there's times where like then you want to regret it and stuff like that. So for starters, don't make choices that you know like will come back to bite you. Like I'm not saying you're not gonna ever do that because you're sinners. You're not. You're never gonna be perfect. But um, Dylan calling us all out. You're all sinners. Hey, I am too. Okay, sorry. Nope. Truth. It's but, truth. Um, yeah, and, uh, for, um, most importantly, well, it's the time of Easter, so, um, just know, like, why you're here in this moment, and just really, like, give it all to the Lord. Dylan, sometimes you're wise beyond your years, so, I did ask you to just be unplugged and be yourself, so, ladies and gentlemen, this is actually just Dylan, um, he also loses his mind sometimes and gets angry and frustrated and throws a, a teenage meltdown, but he's also a pretty incredible kid, so, uh, once we get some more recordings on here, you'll realize that all of our kids are very different. But Dill, thanks for the time together. Problem. Thanks for listening to the Uncommon Freedom Show. We believe freedom isn't man's invention. It was created by God. You can connect with us at beckandkev.com for more resources to learn biblical principles, essential dis- disciplines, and winning habits that help once average people lead the life they want instead of accepting the life they were given.